all new this morning, newly revealed text illuminate how former President Donald Trump used powerful allies to challenge the 2020 election results. In those revealing messages between Congressman Scott Perry and then Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark, Perry reassures Clark that Trump wanted him for the attorney general job. Joining us now is CNN's Caitlin Polance. Caitlin, Perry isn't facing any charges, but given these texts exchanged, could that change potentially? Well, Sarah, we just don't know what's going to happen in this investigation if it picks up again, but it is being fought over still how much investigators can access these Scott Perry text messages. It's been in the courts for a long time. And actually, the judge here uh, in Washington, D.C.'s federal court, Judge Howell, she illuminated what these text messages were in an opinion that was under seal, confidential, two years ago. And now we're just getting a glimpse of it because of an unsealing briefly that happened yesterday. Uh, what these text messages are between Scott Perry and others, top administration officials, including Jeffrey Clark at the Justice Department, we knew the gist of them, that Perry wanted to find ways to try and help Trump after the election. But now we're getting the exact wording, specifically his texts to Jeff Clark at the Justice Department at a time that Trump was considering installing Clark as attorney general. Perry wrote, POTUS seems very happy with your response. I read it just as you dictated. Clark responded to him, I'm praying. This makes me quite nervous and wonder if I'm worthy or ready. And then Scott Perry, the Republican congressman, responds, you are the man. I have confirmed it. God does what he does for a reason. So the representation here is that Scott Perry, a member of Congress, is coaching an administration official to try and help Trump and also is acting as somewhat of a go-between between Jeff Clark and Donald Trump at a really crucial moment after the election. We will have to see if these text messages come into play at the upcoming trial of Donald Trump as well. Sarah? Of course. And you have some new reporting, I understand, about the classified documents case. What can you tell us? Well, in that case, uh, ABC News put out a report yesterday about what one of the attorneys who was around Donald Trump at the time he had documents at Mar-a-Lago after the presidency, what she told investigators. We knew a lot about what these exchanges sounded like generally, but now we know that this attorney, Jennifer Little, had been very clear in warning Donald Trump that you got a subpoena to return classified records to the federal government now that you're no longer president and you must comply. You've got to comply were the words that ABC News mm. reported Jennifer Little told investigators. We also know that Evan Corcoran, another for attorney for Donald Trump, was very strong in his warnings to the former president. You've got to turn over what you have. Not all of those documents were turned over. They were later, several were later found in an FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. And it's very possible that both Jennifer Little and Evan Corcoran could be called to testify against Dan Donald Trump in that upcoming trial scheduled for next May. Sarah? Yeah, and we also Donald Trump in public saying over and over again that he didn't have to turn over some of these or he didn't believe he had to, so he did have advice from counsel. Thank you so much, Caitlin Plants, for all of that reporting. John. Right, with us now is CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig. Inside that ABC News report on Jennifer Little, the Trump attorney, there are some doozy words, I will call them. They teach that at law school. <laughs> Jennifer Little told investigators she very clearly in quotation marks, told Donald Trump that if he failed to comply but said he did it with turning over documents, in quotes, it's going to be a crime. Right. And she said, in quotes, he absolutely understood.
This is a bullseye for prosecutors. It's right down the middle of what they have to prove for obstruction of justice. And let's remember, this is the Mar-a-Lago federal classified documents case. Part of the indictment relates to the mishandling of classified documents, but part of it relates to obstruction of justice. If you're a prosecutor and you have to prove obstruction, you have to show that the defendant, in this case, Donald Trump, knew he had a subpoena, knew he had to comply, and intentionally did not do so. And this witness, Trump's former, and by the way, current lawyer, has told the grand jury that she said straight up, no ambiguity, you have to comply. If you don't, it's a crime. And he said, I got it, I understand. If the jury accepts that, game over, he's guilty. Yeah, I call them doozy words. You call them legally relevant. Does that mean yeah. that she is likely to testify in the Mar-a-Lago documents case? If I'm a prosecutor, she's 100% on my witness list. Now, people may be wondering, well, hold on, she's the attorney. Isn't there this thing called attorney-client privilege? The answer is yes. But prosecutors were able to show, at least at the grand jury level, that they were entitled to break through that attorney-client privilege because they showed something called the crime fraud exception, meaning if the communication between the attorney and the client goes to some crime, some ongoing crime, then you can use the evidence. So Trump's going to still get to contest that. But to me, it seems clear that this is, this is going to come in, and Jennifer Little will be a witness at this trial for the prosecution. Let's talk about Congressman Scott Perry and these yeah. text messages that were released, perhaps inadvertently. The person he was texting with, Jeffrey Clark, has been charged in Georgia in a conspiracy. Yeah. Scott Perry, these texts seem to suggest, is in the middle of it, whatever it is. Prosecutors think it is a conspiracy. Why is this Scott Perry charged? Right, it's a great question, and I echo that. Let's remember here, Donald Trump is trying to sort of weaponize DOJ in the run-up before January 6th, and his plan is I'm gonna install Jeffrey Clark as the Attorney General, and then DOJ is gonna bolster my false claims of election fraud. The middleman there, we just saw the text, is Scott Perry, member of Congress, by the way, at the time, and now. And the question is, well, look, Donald Trump has been charged federally, and in Georgia for this, among other things. Jeffrey Clark on the other side has been charged in Georgia and he's named as a co-conspirator, not charged, but named as a co-conspirator federally. Scott Perry, nothing, nothing. Is it because he's a member of Congress? Maybe, but let's remember, members of Congress have gotten special treatment throughout this case. Go back to the January 6th committee, six of them, including Scott Perry, got subpoenas. Scott Perry and all the others, Jim Jordan, McCarthy, completely ignored them. Other people got held in contempt. Other people got prosecuted. Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro are gonna to go to jail. Nothing happened to the members if of Congress. If you were a lawyer for a member of Congress, for Scott Perry in this case though, why would you argue? How would you argue that his status as a member of Congress might exempt him here? Well, there's no legal argument that his status as a member of Congress, unless you could argue that it falls under this sort of obscure speech and debate they, clause. I think they would say it yeah. falls under that, and that's part of the, where this case is. What, would, what does that mean, and how could they argue yeah, that? Yeah, it means that anything that a member of Congress does in his legislative capacity as a member of Congress, he's immune for. So that would be the argument that the defense lawyer would make. Strikes me as a bit of a stretch here, given what he actually did. But yes, that would be the argument. But interesting, there's nothing pre preventing prosecutors from naming him as a co-conspirator. There seems to be very much of a hands-off approach to these members of Congress. Eliona, great to see you. Thank Thanks, you very right. much.